name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. On occasion, we will partake, is the right word, of some good old takeout falafel, okay? There's a decent place in town, and it's called Craving Grill. Eh. Not the best. It's not the best name. I'm not going to hold it against him. Typically, I do. I do subscribe to the. You can judge a book by its cover. Uh, you know, when it comes to wine and oh, I don't know, books. I mean, I figure if somebody takes the time to make something look good, at least they have a certain ethic of effort. Still could suck, but I'm going to give them a little bit of. You know, I'll give them a little bit of attention. Put it that way. Mm-mm. So my wife orders the food, and I'm standing next to her when she orders it. <clears throat> And she ordered, places the order. And they got pretty good French fries, by the way. And you guys know I like French food. <clears throat> so they got the, you know, some good spiced fries. Anyway, she places the order. And the guy obviously says, what's the name under? And she goes, Sid. And then she goes, Sid. And then she's like, S-I-D, Sid. Sid. Just like that. So about 15 minutes later, 10 minutes later, I get in the car. I drive down. I go inside to pick up the food and I go there should be a to-go order for me he goes what's the name I go Sid he goes hmm that's no I don't see any order I go I, my wife placed it I was standing right there he's like what's your name I go Sid he goes well what is it I go well it's all uh, plant-based you know vegan so it's like you know, three falafels french fries he's like oh I have that for Brett and I go oh, no it's Sid he goes your wife said your name was Brett and I thought to myself uh, well, first I said, that's not true because I was standing right there. And then I thought to myself, why am I engaging in this nonsense? But at the same time, I got in the car and I was like, this is what the world has come to. He believes it is a better chance that my wife referred to me as Brett on the phone than he got my name wrong. He just, it has to be that my wife said my name was Brett, my wife of 26 years, by the way. So I go home and I'm like, Lisa, I tell the story because I was like, this is literally it. And she's like, wait, your name's not Brett? And I was like, oh shit, this is, so we're getting a divorce. I mean, 26 years and she doesn't know my first name. That doesn't bode well for any marriage, right? Mm. We had good times. I'm going to get the kids. Well, two of them. Um, There was a story on, uh, a, a, a story on CNN a journal study a study and i thought i would share with you just the headline because it's not super necessary to read the article but it is a study quote teens who spend more time in extracurricular activities and less time in front of screens have better mental health so as often i will do when there's something like you know that's that's groundbreaking i'll look it up and see well, what was that journal turns out Journal of, this is the actual journal, Journal of Studies that could have been done by a 10-year-old. Who is spending money on these studies? There is better things to spend our money on than than studies to stress the obvious. That is common sense in a good good way. And not all common sense is great, but clearly, you know, you've got anecdotes, but then you have a billion anecdotes and you sort of go like, okay, well, and speaking of news, I was finding that, uh, especially during the elections and stuff, like this practice of, of 
basically what how most of us use and i'm just going to speak for most of us because i can you guys heard that review that the the rant i had about the review so now i'm going to speak for everybody the the we look at the news and we go through because what we're doing for and i think this is a good this is a good um practice for us to but we we're looking for nuggets we want we wade through the fluff and we're looking from something for something that gives us a little bit of solace or hope little just little nuggets that's kind of because there's so much i mean it's so much but if you really can step back from the news and get a little bit of perspective on it holy crap i mean it is so much bs i mean so much bs like study finds that teens who spend less time on screens and more time on extra i mean like really we have nothing better to do with our time than do those research studies and then write articles about those research studies good lord but we don't have um you know, hopeful articles. We don't have like a lot of positive articles because it's clickbait based. It's clickbait. It's the pressure of content creation. They got to have it. They get 24 hours now. They got to rock and roll on that. They got to come up with something and the negative sells. And so it's, a, it's an easy equation. Um, you are listening to me right now on a very nice microphone. I'm not going to lie. And you guys, maybe you saw the YouTube video just before I started this podcast. I did a little <clears throat> unboxing, if you will, of my equipment. I have really nice shit. This was the, this was my one of my many rules of the, um, well, there was four of this new podcast. I was going to, I had nice stuff before. If you listen to Approaching the Natural Podcast, it's the quality's good and better than most podcasts. It's fine. But I wanted to ramp it up even more. And there were certain things that annoyed the shit out of me from the last setup. Okay. Mm just the way the mic was positioned and how it felt and you know, whatever. It's nerdy stuff. Okay. Nerdy stuff. My very first approach in the natural episode, by the way, I had, the, I had a microphone set up an old sure SM 58 from the, from my music days. And I had it into my computer and I knew how to work everything. I thought did the whole first episode and realized I hadn't switched over to that microphone. So essentially, not essentially, I used the laptop microphone for that first first episode. And it's still not the worst thing in the world sounding wise. Anyway, this is all by way of me saying that I had to, wait for it, audition to read my own audiobook. So the good news is I got a lot of requests from the last book, Raising Healthy Parents, that there were people like, hey, are you going to do an audiobook? And I pressured, well, failed, but tried to pressure the publisher to get that done. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, and never just, he just dropped the ball. So this new publisher I have, which I'm much, much happier with, is uh, I was like, listen, audiobook. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. And so I have to, I had to audition. I just thought naively, and I'm still naive in many respects, but I was like, oh, it's my book and I'm a podcaster of many years. And so no brainer. He's like, yeah, they, he goes, quote, they have, they already have a non-author narrator in mind. That's what he said. He goes, so can you do me like a sample? So over the weekend, I did a five minute reading of my own book. It sounds fantastic. They just, I mean, you know, quality wise, they just may not like my voice. So if you hear somebody reading it and they're like, Six Truths by Sid Garza Hillman, read by Randy Randerson. And then you're going to be like, Sid did not win that audition. He did not, he didn't get the part to read his own audiobook. So I may not read my own audiobook. That's okay. Mm. It's harder than you think, unless you think it's easy. Or think it's hard already, rather. It's a, a lot of pressure and you have to pay attention to the speed. I was found myself talking a little too fast because that's kind of more conversational for me. And if you, and then you have to not miss words, for instance, that could, because I'm not reading from a script right now. I bet that's a, I bet that's a big shocker. So you're like reading it and then I would, then I'd screw up and I'd have to stop and I'd have to 
you know, pop in again and edit those two pieces together. Just the whole thing. Five minutes took me like a half hour to put that thing together. So I kind of don't want it almost. We'll see. Hey, thanks to um, Patreoners uh, and people who listen to this podcast, which would be you. Otherwise, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. If you want to, I've got a small step intensive thing. It's three months. It'll kick your ass in like the best way possible, but you can click on the thing and schedule a 15 minute free call with me if you want to talk about details. Okay. I'm not going to get into it here. I'm just saying, if you want to talk to me, it's free 15 minutes. Who wouldn't want to talk to me for 15 minutes? Um, I want to talk about today, uh, my dog. Now you stop, just, just, wait, just wait, take your finger off the, off the stop button for five seconds. Um, I've been doing, you guys know, I've been doing a lot of reading about the breathing and the like learning how to breathe when it comes to running, learning, it's you know, sort of my back to my approaching the natural days. It's like, this isn't new stuff. This is, I mean, it's new information for many people, including me, but it's a return to what is more natural. I talked about for persistence, hunting, things like that last week. Um, breathing, learning how to breathe. I, I, and I sort of look at my dog and, and, and they breathe the way that all these books I'm reading, I'm in my fifth book now about breathing. Like that's what they say. Eat nice, light, easy breathing from the diaphragm, not lifting your shoulders, not lifting your chest, uh, reading, uh, sorry, breathing horizontally instead of vertically. So going outward, like expand, expanding, but we're all walking around kind of tight and kind of locked up in our, in our, in our midsections and our stomachs and things like that, our abs, if you will. And so loosening that up and kind of, you know, doing that and I've been running that way. Uh, you know, only nasal breathing during my runs and just kind of doing that lighter, not breathing in deeply, really kind of, it's just kind of more like controlled light breathing, exactly how my dog breathes. But then I got to thinking about meditation in general, because a lot of these breathing exercises obviously link up to meditation and, and, and frankly, and I've been saying deep, I feel like uh, Reverend Jim on the old show taxi. Most people listening to this may not know that, that show, or maybe, maybe they do. I have no idea what my demographic is or my psychographic. But there was an episode, and I won't get this right at all, but they're like talking about Brazil or some shit, and they go, um, yeah, I wonder what the population, and, and Chris, Christopher Lloyd, he's like, uh, you know, 4,572,000, whatever, and then they go like, I wonder what the per capita, whatever, and he answers that, and then they answer, ask some random question, he knows that, and they go, my God, Jim, how do you know all that stuff? He goes, you mean I was right? And uh, that's kind of how I feel about breathing. For years, I've been texting clients, you know, throughout the day, this is, this, this is the nutty way I work, but it freaking works, so shut up about it, but I'll be like, deep breath. Just slow, like slow, just deep, not crazy, but like, you know, full breath. I probably should have said full, but anyway, it's like a thing and it's a real thing. And it is a meditation in and of itself because it takes you into the present and you take a deep breath and it's intentional and it's not panicked and it's not anything other than you just taking a nice, slow, deep breath. But it occurs to me in all this work that I do and the reading that I do that I wonder if animals look at us and go, good God, you are learning how to breathe. It, like you can't give birth to a baby without a staff of people. How, what happened to your species that you can't run normally? You have to learn when you're 47 how to run properly so you don't get a knee problem. What's, what in the God's name went wrong with you? Where was the left turn? You know, you don't see animals sitting in meditation and I'm going, is it because they're smarter than we are or, or dumber? Because we assume it's because they're dumber. But I noticed that animals, and I'll just talk about my dog, Prim, Primrose Everdeen Garza Hillman is her full name, must you know. Uh, 
is they don't take shit personally. They, they just they just are very in the moment. They're very in the moment. And um, I wish I had a quote on me. Jim Harrison uh, wrote a book and he has this great quote about dogs and just when they die, they go up and they see God and maybe they go, oh, that must be God. And then they just kind of keep on walking. They're very, um, they're very, they don't take things personally. They just, I just this morning, my daughter forgot to fill the water of their dog. It's her job. So I got back from my run and I go upstairs and I see that water is pretty much empty. So I fill it up and the dog's thirsty, but they weren't panicked. Dog's like sitting on the couch, like, listen, I'm going to go into my um, sleep on demand mode because they can always just fall asleep. There's nothing suing in their minds. They're not worried about in mundane, really kind of not important stuff. Let's, let's, can we face it? Like the study that shows, you know, teens that do extracurricular over screen time are mentally more healthy. They just go, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep this one off until I get rehydrated. If I don't, bummer. Um, and I maybe I'm projecting, but it seems to me and the title of this episode is Transcendence versus Descendence. It seems to me that our species in in some ways is either in the transcendent mode, got to get out of this life, got to meditate, got to rise above, got to go to heaven, got to, got to you know, escape desire, whatever the bullshit is. And it is. Can I, and the, or descendence into distraction, into the news, into just, just office drama, stuff we don't actually care about but we get wrapped up into. So we're, order, we're always in this, I got to transcend all this. I'm going to descend all this. I'm going to transcend all this. I'm going to get rid of, I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to distract myself with crap all the time, junk food and, and just, and, and social media, transcendence, descendants. And meanwhile, there's just this dog li- living now. And it seems to me like in the persistence hunting episode of yesteryear that we, they make me want to ignore moves to transcend and also they make me want to fight urges to descend into distraction. I think the right place for us most of the time is here and to be, be, to be, to be, not to learn how to watch your thoughts, man, but learn how to think intentionally to be that way. In my new book, I refer to meditation and I stole it from Jeff Stanford, but thoughtful meditation, which is, which is essentially this, which is to be present. And I kind of take sort of the hippy dippy part of meditation to the, to the mat a little bit in my book. And I had a buddy of mine read it and for, to critique it. And he gave me definitely honest critique and, and it was some good stuff that I really needed to, oh shit, that's totally true. Anyway, but he was like, you know, you're talking about meditation, but that's not really what meditation is. It's more like, you know, witnessing your thoughts and thoughts come through and then you pay attention to them. And then you kind of, then you go off again. And I, and I go, yeah, 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 yeah. I know all that. But why does it have to be that way? Why does meditation have to be this kind of witness stepping back and I actually don't even think that exists. I think we either are daydreaming or we're we come to an intentional thinking place. And I just wonder why we are always trying to either distract from the present or transcend the present. When if there's a practice and I think that there is and taking a deep breath is one of those things like is not in the in, in terms of the breath itself but that moment that you take that to breathe stops everything for a second and then brings you to present. And I think that's potentially, as I'm coaching people, uh, where it's at, man. Because the more that you are present in your day, the more you're 
you. And that's ultimately what I believe is our goal. And if we want to live good lives and happy lives, which is essentially what my book is about, is how to strengthen and, and I'm not even here to, I, the only reason I'm talking about my stupid book is, it's not a stupid book. I'm actually very proud of it. The, the reason I'm talking about my book is just because of the, I just literally sent the audition yesterday. Did I mention I was auditioning for my, to, to read my own audio? But it makes sense. Okay, it makes sense. If I'm directing a movie, I may not be the best actor for that movie. I, it, it makes sense. It was just sort of a weird thing but the publisher's totally professional about it he's like listen man they have a they already have a person in mind to read the damn book i'm like son of a bitch i just assumed i was going to get the part mm. what if we're most at home right here what if happiness is found in the present and that escapism through religion and meditation and all those things that we want to escape the things that we don't want to think about or descending into the other things that i mentioned to escape what we don't want to think about. And instead of saying that, say, I'm going to just try to be more thinking about that stuff, more here, more able to negotiate day to day, more able to be with my family or be doing the work that is fulfilling for me and to not further distract myself by not doing that work and feeling bad about it and then needing more distraction so I don't feel bad about it, et cetera, et cetera. So there's my dog. Just made me think. Dogs laying there, stomachs going lightly in, lightly out. They get tired, they go to sleep, they eat, they drink, and they're done. And it's nothing confusing. You get mad at them. Three minutes later, they're like, hey, what's up? What are we doing? It's just a, it's just a kind of in the world, and they just get less hung up. And again, I may be projecting. I got that. But I want to grab the what i'm projecting i want to know like what what is it that i'm projecting because it's probably something that i value if i'm thinking then then of them in a, in a sort of like that's a cool thing then what am i thinking is cool because i want to take that in for myself and use it in the way that i live my own life so transcendence versus descendants that's where i was at this week you guys i don't know what to tell you what am i justifying this i'm not not gonna not gonna thank you very much for listening i often don't uh end these uh podcasts by saying thanks goodbye come back soon because that's just not my not how i roll so it's not like i'm gonna sit here and do that with me I slice down memory words were all commandeered in the fountain they wrote all I could see was a childlike offering caught up with me Faulted and withering Bound by nothing at all It chose his time to be seen And it was all I could see
caught up with me But this time I watched it back Cause if the day goes downhill So it goes downhill So it goes downhill How many days will come days will come How many days